Hey everybody, thank you for joining into the PBTC Fitness Podcast. Today we are talking specifically about compound movements and isolation exercises. Because we actually get this, you know, a lot and people, some people don't even know, you know, oh, what's a compound movement? What's an isolation movement? What does that even mean? Uh, and it's kind of right there in the text, you know, isolation means isolating something specifically. So that means that we're not really recruiting a lot of muscle groups, we're recruiting just one muscle group. Whereas compound movements means that you're incorporating multiple large muscle groups. You're not just doing one muscle group with some stability muscles helping, you're doing multiple large muscle groups at once. So you would say, sorry, sorry, Mm -hmm. like, Compound, basically, to make it simplify for everyone, uh, think full body, maybe? Yeah, 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 basically, in a, in a way. I mean, but like a burpee wouldn't be a compound movement. It would just be a full body, you know, workout. Uh, a compound movement is something like a squat. You know, you, you want to put, uh, it, it's resistance and, and targeting multiple large muscle groups with resistance. So squats, deadlift, uh, hand cleans, power cleans, um, snatches, uh, you know, the, all those types of things. Even like a bench, you can kind of consider that because technically you get your delts involved um, a little bit, but you got three uh, big muscle groups in the chest, you know, so it's, uh, you know, it that can be considered a compound movement as well. But mainly when you're talking about compound movements and you're thinking like the Olympic lifts. Okay. You know, basic, basically is what you're looking at. See, so you named a few there as far as compound workouts, but out of all of those, what would you say is your favorite? My favorite? Ooh. Uh, I think I like deadlifts the best. Deadlifts kind of tells you your overall strength. And sure, there are some people that squat more than they deadlift, even at the highest level. But... I think that it kind of just measures your true strength and just being able to pick up that much weight and whatnot makes you feel strong. But I, I like squats as well, so that's a close second. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, mine's probably backwards. My favorite would have to be squats and yeah, deadlift second. Deadlift second? Yeah. yeah. Squats, yeah, they, they're a close race for me. But you know, um, just to give a little more depth look at compound movements and why they are superior to isolation exercises in many different ways. Um, they're very efficient at burning body fat and building muscle because they're incorporating a lot of muscle fibers, a lot of the large muscle groups, and it's at a high force, it's at a high intensity. It's hard to do these workouts, right? Like when you're doing a squat, if you don't keep your core tight, you're just gonna fold over, you know, or you can stand straight up and use your kneecaps instead of your butt, you know? It's a, uh, and your knees can jut forward the whole time. So it's, these movements are really hard to do and you're not gonna be able to move a lot of weight if you're not doing them correctly, and you're also uh, not gonna be able to, um, and, and you also uh, leave a lot of injury risk. Like, there's a lot of injury risk there if you're not doing them correctly, so that's why, you know, we make sure all our clients that are doing compound movements, they start with something basic, so on a bench, making sure they have the correct form, then maybe add a little bit of weight, uh, or maybe add a, even a goblet-type position, which is just holding it right in front of your chest, like a front squat with one dumbbell. Uh, but you know, you, you kind of gradually bring people into that so that inexperienced lifters, so that they can do the compound movements right away. It just won't be, it'll be all about technique at first because it's going to be hard regardless. 
So you start off on the technique, you build the technique, and make sure that they don't um, they don't hurt themselves in the future. Yeah, I feel like that. That's something that probably happens too often at you know uh, regular gyms. You know, people especially just starting out nowadays. You know, they'll try to you know kill a, a big compound workout. You know, right off the back and just throw a whole bunch of weight on there. You know, try because they're so focused on what everyone else is look doing and yep. oh, oh I can do this if that person can do it. You know, and, <laughs> and like you said, if they're not you know if they don't know the proper you know form. And aren't you know using their core like during the squat? You know it's probably not going to end up too well for them. So I feel like that's why this is very important to know the difference between compound and isolation. Absolutely, yeah, because um, you know isolation is good for some things though. You know you can burn out a specific muscle group. Like if you're doing your triceps or your biceps, you don't want to involve your shoulders. You don't want to involve anything else other than your biceps and triceps. You want to take all other muscle groups out if possible. Uh, at the end of a chest workout, there are some chest exercises that can isolate just specific parts of the chest or just the chest, so you're just burning the chest out specifically. You want to do that, you know. But to actually gain muscle, and here's here's the thing, a lot of people want to lose fat, right? They want to burn the most calories. They want to, you know, and a lot of people think that that's a treadmill. Well, really, it's in weightlifting, but more specifically, it's in compound movements. Because since they're so hard, since these movements are so intense, since they require so much energy, that means that it's going to burn a lot more calories because it requires a lot more calories, which means that at something that used to be a 400-calorie you know, calorie burn workout might turn into a 550- to 600-calorie burn workout. And that's big at the end of the day you know, because it's calories overall. That, that matters, and that's what we want to look at. So if you're talking about one of the biggest reasons for people in general – with these high intense and explosive movements, the compound movements over the isolation exercises and why you need to include compound movements in your workouts and learn them is because it will provide a better, harder workout because it, it does require a ton more energy and it's a lot harder to do. You have to actually focus and put time into it. Yeah, man, that makes a lot of sense, especially since it's probably the only day that I Leg day, anyways, is the only day that makes me sweat, <laughs> and it's, it's probably and it's because we kill, you know, squats, we do deadlifts, etc. So that makes a lot of sense, there, man. And and also another huge thing why you want to do compound movements is because the little movements like a bicep curl, like think about it, if we were to do squats and we max out on squats, I'm in the high 400s, you're probably in like the low to mid threes, right? Like probably like 350 maybe. Yeah. Um, and I'm probably around 450, you know, 475 range. So that, that just goes to show you how big of a difference in compound movements we are. But if we sat down and we did a bicep curl and where it was completely isolated and I wanted to see how much I could get for 10, I can maybe do, if we're doing preacher curls, maybe 40 at the most. And if you were pushing it, you could probably do 30. You see what I'm saying? So it's a 10 pound difference opposed to a hundred and something pound difference. So with with building lean muscle mass and growing your muscle size, what do we tell people to do? As soon as it gets super easy, as soon as it gets super easy, and, and the weight, once you get to that, like say if you got 10 reps and you get to eight and nine, and you don't really feel nothing burning that muscle and that muscle not working and that muscle not moving, and, and you're, it's not a struggle, then we need to move up weight. So that's why compound movements are also so good because they allow you to increase more weight. They allow you to really add weight on which provides more resistance for your muscles right 
incorporates larger muscle groups, provides more resistance to them, therefore you get a bigger overall growth. So it just keeps growing and growing and growing because you're able to actually put more weight on, whereas it's an isolation exercise. You wouldn't be able to put as much weight on. Yeah, and, and it's definitely harder to increase in weight, you know, to see the gains, you know, like like you said, like doing curls as far as, you know, squats, etc. you know. And, and for the ladies listening that are worried about building too much muscle, remember your diet reflects how big your muscles grow. Can you get more defined? Yes. Can you grow more lean muscle tissue and mass? Yes. But as far as like growing big size and muscle mass, like I'm not talking about density. I'm talking about getting big, like bulky, like the whole big, you know, like females are worried about that with lifting weights. But that's only based off your diet. If you start eating, like let's say you're on a 2,000 calorie diet and you're 130 pounds or 120 pounds as a female and you start lifting weights, the only reason you're gonna jump up to 130 or 140 pounds, the only reason you're gonna increase that weight is because you took more calories, not because you're lifting weights. You know what I mean? So it's gonna be about your calorie intake. It has nothing to do with the weightlifting portion. So ladies, don't worry about burning or, or, or building too much muscle mass. Keep your nutrition in check and go lift weights because guess what? All that fat you want to burn, all that fat we're trying to work and build and burn all these calories and stuff like that, you burn more at rest with the more muscle, lean muscle mass you have. That's what's proven in science. Like, the more lean muscle mass you have, the more your body burns at rest when it's doing nothing. So like, um, and, and obviously that increases with your weight too, but a guy a little bit heavier than me, like I'm like probably like 12% body fat, 10% body fat range. A guy that's in a 16% body fat range, but a little um, less than me is, you know, he's not gonna burn as much. That guy's not gonna burn as much because he doesn't have that lean muscle mass. Whereas if you build lean muscle mass, your body needs to feed. Your muscles need those calories. So at rest, when they're doing nothing, they're still feeding. So you're burning calorie, more calories at rest. So let's say you're used to intaking you know, 2,000 calories a day, but your body's burning 2,200 calories a day. You're always in a 200, ca- 200 calorie deficit all the time, burning fat, burning fat, burning fat. Now, would you say that it's a good idea to just do compound workouts then? Let's say, okay, a person you know, like that's listening to this podcast, oh, they, they just want to focus on burning as much calories as possible. So let me just kill squats all the time and mm-hmm. only compound workouts. Do you think that's the best method to go or should you mix between the two? That's a great question. Um, and I'm glad you said it because like I've been saying, it is good to max out that muscle, that a specific muscle group. So what I would recommend is I think every workout that you do with weights and, and whatever body power you're, you're trying to focus on, I think you should start with a compound movement, at least one. So like if it's leg day, squats, front squats, you know, deadlifts, something that has to do with your legs and, and, your, and loading your legs and loading and unloading of your hips and, and that hinge motion. Um, I think that a compound movement with that needs to be done first. I think that's the first thing you do for sure. After that, if you're not a hardcore weightlifter, if your goal isn't just to, if you don't enjoy, you know, weightlifting or you don't like throwing weights around and you'd rather do, you know, the isolation exercises more like dumbbells and things like that, that's what you more enjoy, I still would love you 
to do the compound movement first. I still think that's super important. But maybe instead of doing two compound movements, you move directly into isolation. Um, or, or into a combo of both, because when, when we go down and we start using dumbbells, yes, we can, can count some of them, like bench press, as like compound, but at the same time, compound movements with the bar, the bar is a little easier to control than dumbbells, because you gotta control one with each hand, and then you gotta do it at the same time, the same speed, make sure one doesn't go out away from the other if you're doing heavier weights. So it's harder to control, so really it's about stability, it's a little about isolation, it's a little about compound, it's like all in one. So that's why dumbbells are so you know, um, useful in workouts, and that's why we use them a lot, because they're super important you know, to get your coordination down, to work your body all at once, to, for symmetry, the whole nine yards. Like, dumbbells are super important. But um, I, I think you definitely start the workout with a compound movement, and then you move into the dumbbells, the isolation exercises, the stuff that's gonna maximize that specific muscle group out. So for instance, if I wanna work on my um, chest that day, I might do, you know, a dumbbell incline bench press, or I mean a, a barbell incline bench press first, or a flat bench, or decline, whatever I wanna do. I don't do decline as much. I think incline and, and uh, flat bench is a lot more useful. I think decline is more of a, uh, uh, just for cutting, you know, purposes, because it's a little easier to do a decline than any of the other two. Okay. Um, just because of the positioning of where your arms are and the bar and the whole nine yards. But uh, the I'll do the incline, barbell incline or a barbell flat bench, and then we can move into dumbbells, whether it's decline, bench, press, or flat bench, or incline bench, and then maybe some type of chest fly, whether it's with cables, a standing fly with cables, or um, with dumbbells, or a seated incline flat bench, or decline chest flies, whichever one, you know, and you're mixing these things together now after the big compound movement, and you take your time with the compound movement, you're mixing these other workouts together to complement that compound movement. Does that make sense? So you're trying to maximize, one of those, wor one of those muscle groups you're working on in that compound movement, you're trying to maximize. For instance, if I'm gonna do hand cleans or power cleans, I'm gonna do that on a day that I'm doing some type of back or shoulder workout, right? Because that's what it works right away. Bam, back and shoulders, it crushes them. You feel it right away. Because don't get me wrong, it's everything in a hand clean or a power clean, but at the same time, at the end of the day, your traps are gonna feel it. Your shoulders are gonna feel it, your delts <laughs> yeah, are gonna feel it. Very much. <laughs> so I, I, think, I think it all ties together. If you're gonna create a solid workout program, I think it all ties together for sure. But I definitely tell you this much, and it's probably one of the questions we have, but don't do the compound movements at the end of the exercise. Start with them. It's like so important because they're so hard to do, and isolation exercises do burn you out, then yeah. you get you tired. So if you start doing the dumbbells and the burnouts and everything, and then you go and try to do it, you're not gonna get nearly as much weight. Your form could be sloppy. You have higher risk of injury. It's just not worth it. Yeah. So you do those when you're fresh. Do the compound movements when you're the freshest. For sure. So, so <laughs> gotta do, do that. Do you think that it's a good idea to only do isolations on certain days? Let's, I know you've already stated it. It's good to like mix it up, but. Let's say, is it okay? Like for someone, like all right, they mix it up, mix it up, and I'd say it's like a, a Saturday or something. Like let's say, just do isolation type exercises. Do you think that's that would that benefit someone who's just trying to, you know, get lean? Yeah, you could do that. I mean, you could do that. What I would more recommend, to be honest with you, though, like if you are looking just get lean and to 
to be into the healthy side of it and to get fit and to, to just keep your body fat percentage low and not, not have um, you know health problems in the future and to minimize all that risk, I would say that if you're going Monday through Friday and you're doing all your weight training and you're doing the compound movements and isolation exercises, I honestly think on a Saturday, I think you change it up completely. I think you go on a long run or I think you do uh, recovery workouts, you know, um, work on your shoulder mobility, your hip mobility. I think you stretch or maybe um, uh, do some type of yoga. You know, I think, I think those things are so much more important um, than adding another workout is in because five days a week is plenty, especially if you're keeping your diet in check. Five, five times a week is way more than enough, especially if you're being intense like we're talking about. <laughs> so, as far as that goes, man, I, th I think that you just mix it up completely and you actually change up the workouts and, you know, um, do, do like a full body cardio type workout, do a, uh, um, go on a, uh, a run, but make it an interval run. So you walk, sprint, walk, sprint, or jog really slow and sprint, you know, it's a, change it up completely. Do something you don't do. So does the rep range matter on those compound workouts? Like, do you feel yes. like you're still gonna be able to get a good, amount of calories burnt if, if it's a low amount of reps? Yes, well that's the whole point, right? Because we're using full body exercises. So yeah, I wouldn't go, with compound movements, you're usually not going over 10 reps, I would say, normally. I mean, you can go super lightweight on a barbell bench press and go 10, 12, 15 reps if you want to, that's fine. But as far as like actually having an intense exercise, getting the most out of a compound movement, I would definitely say under 10, or not more than 10, but mainly um, even below eight, you know, eight, six, four range is usually where you wanna be. That's, that's where you're gonna see the most growth because then you can add more weight. Um, that is still gonna get you tired. And yes, that will burn as many calories because what's gonna happen is the more you increase the weight, the more energy is gonna be used um, to, to move that weight because the resistance is harder. Therefore, it's gonna burn more calories, you're gonna need more so it all ties in together. You know what I mean? So yeah, you're gonna burn plenty of calories just as if you did 12 reps of that with lighter weight. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> Trust <I know>. me. <laughs> I'm more out of breath after doing four reps of something at like 90%, you know, than I am at something at like 70% or 60 65% and for like 12 reps. Yeah. It's a lot harder when you go heavier Definitely, weight. Man. No doubt about it. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just it, having that extra resistance just kills your body. Yeah, especially you know, um, it's a great example as you know, doing back squats like you said, just doing a low rep range, and you're at ninety percent. You you really want to enjoy that break right away. You know, you start. <laughs> <laughs> there's no rushing through the sets. That's for sure. <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> so um, the, the the bottom line. If when we're talking about compound movements and isolation exercises, if your goal is to burn fat and build lean muscle, compound movements are the way to go. Especially for those who don't have a ton of time to waste away at a gym. The majority of your workout should involve compound exercises, or should I say the majority of time. Therefore, if I have two compound movements, and I have four non-compound movements, the two compound movements are gonna take me just as long as the four non-compound movements. That's how it works because they're harder, so you're gonna have to take more rest in between, and it's gonna take you more time doing it to actually do the reps. All of it's gonna take you more time combined. So 
that just, just keep that in mind the compound exercises should equal a lot of your workout so for those people who say they can't get their time in 30 minutes is plenty when you're doing a compound movement and doing it at the intensity to where I'm gonna do as much as I can with correct form and push with the correct muscles and I promise you, you will get the results that you're looking for. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you have any more questions, definitely ask them away about fitness. Um, do you want to go uh, talk about some UFC things, man? <laughs> Don't get me started, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Your boy Oliveira won. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was definitely a great... Probably the best outcome, but I mean, the best fight was the Burgos fight. I think, yeah, Burgos. Well, don't say the Burgos fight, you gotta say the Barboza fight because oh, Barboza yeah, pooped on him. Yeah, yeah, and you know, another another two for one night for yeah. your boy. Roy was one and two, you know, the the bet king over here. Well, I mean, freak accidents that's what happened. I mean, the way that guy reacted after that right hand that he took, bro, no freak accidents. There's no so, no freak accents. It was weird, but I think he just gave up. You know, yeah, I watched the, I watched a video on YouTube about like a, the UFC doctor explaining what happened, and it's like a the delayed concussion basically. Like, bro, it was it made it was just a freak. It didn't make no sense. Yeah, like I said, uh, like, <laughs> like, like everyone was saying, like I've seen it happen when like with body shots or liver shots, but not not a shot. None of the face, man. Yeah, just, that man. don't happen, bro. He was like, nah, I'm good. And, 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 but that just shows the toughness. Of Burgos, man, because it's like he got hit and he's like, nope, nope, I, I, can, I can keep fighting, I can keep <laughs> Please, fighting. No. But then the brain said, nope, we're, we're going down. See you later, <laughs> Nah, it was a good fight. Yeah, but I want to see Barbosa fight some good comp. What is he at? Featherweight? So that yeah. means that he could fight Holloway. He could fight. Ooh, that would be a banging fight. That would be a good fight. Dude, no, 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 no. no. Let, him fight, let him fight Volkanovski and kick the legs off of Volkanovski. He has to get that boat back, bro. Yeah, Holloway deserves it, but he's waiting for Ortega. Ortega and freaking Volkanovski are fighting. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, th fight. tough. They had to push it back because he got COVID. Ah. Uh, the short dude. Still? Still? Now, he, now they're in tough. The t ultimate fighter. Oh. Yeah, the coaches. Yeah, booty. So, so, yeah, so that's over. Yeah. Sorry, Max Holloway's making money on Call of Duty, so. <laughs> yeah, true. Nah, but, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed watching that main event, the uh, Chandler versus yeah. Oliveira fight. Chandler had a great first round. Actually, Oliveira had a good couple moments in the first round, too. Um, the judging's booty, though. They gave it 10-8 rounds to Chandler. I don't know how first round. I don't know. Nah, no. It was a good, don't get me wrong. He definitely crushed him he a couple times. But when he knocked him down, like, Oliveira recovered. Like, he could have got knocked out, but he didn't. So... No, yeah, Oliveira showed everything. That so it should have been a ten nine round, is what I'm saying. It should have yeah. been a ten eight, and then uh, uh, of course Chandler came out. I think that he got a little overconfident. Didn't think that Oliveira could hurt him, and I also thought that he believed that with his explosiveness that he actually got out of the way of that and wasn't going to get hit by any punches in that distance. And of course, it happened. <laughs> yeah, and it was so quick and short too. It wasn't even like a, a crazy haymaker. Or yeah, man. but it was uh, perfectly timed. That's all we got for today, guys. <laughs> Until next week, and um, thanks for tuning in once again.